My name is Lily, and you've tuned in into Together Talk. For my second interview, I'll be talking to my mother, Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Welcome, and thank you for taking the time to talk with me about what could be a difficult subject. No problem, Lily. Which of your loved ones was diagnosed with cancer? My grandmother was diagnosed. What were they diagnosed with? She was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. What was the prognosis slash plan of treatments, and did this eventually change? Um, well, because she was already of age, you can say, um, in her early 80s, um, they had decided that the route we would go would be with uh, chemotherapy and um, go from there. Unfortunately, the plan did change because of her age and how bad um, chemotherapy took effect on her body. How old were you when this started? Um, I am 37 and I want to say this all started six and a half years ago. So I was in my 30s. And how did this affect your current plans? It was uh, really tough because she was the mold for our family. You know, it's, um, let's go to grandma's and celebrate Easter, you know, so she could make torrejas and, you know, mojarra frita. And it's tough when you think that the rock and the mold of your family is sick and you hear the big C word. You don't know what to think and you don't know what to do. So it just, it hits you like a bucket of ice. Emotionally, how did your family take the news? Um, it was pretty terrible. Um, you know, it's, it's tough because even though, you know, she's an elderly woman and her kids are, you know, all adults and older and have their family, it still hits you pretty hard. Um, it was really emotional for my mother and trying to be there for her and, and, you know, her siblings was really, really tough. You know, you grow up knowing that we're all eventually going to die, right? Nobody's immortal. There's no such thing as vampires as much as you wish Edward was a real thing. You know, it really isn't. And it's not until you get hit with this oh my god, it's cancer, and somebody in my family has it, that's when you really get a wake-up call that you're like, am I ready for this? Am I prepared? And unfortunately, you're never prepared for something like that. Could you describe what it was like as she was going through treatment? It was really, really tough. Um, I have one of my cousins who's the eldest of the family, of all the cousins, of course, um, she was going to the doctor's appointments, um, with my grandmother as well as my mother and I, and when, you know, at the time my grandmother's going through a lot, and I think at some point she started going through dementia as much as we didn't want to admit it, some part of her was forgetting certain things, and I remember the day of the appointment when she got diagnosed 
you know, my cousin was sitting in the room. You know, I, I, I talked to my mother before going into the appointment and I'm like, you can't cry. No matter what the doctor says, you can't cry. You have to be strong for your mom because if you lose it, she's going to lose it. She's not going to understand what's happening. So I remember trying to coach my mom through it. And the moment the doctor said, you know, you have cancer, I, I, I think we all froze. I remember all of us trying to be strong and trying to be there for her. And yet all of us kind of had like a, holy crap, they actually said it. And, you know, of course, my mother broke down. Even though I told her, don't cry, the first thing she did was cry. And it's it's tough. It's it's like you you try to be strong, but it's it's something you're not prepared to deal with. So it was tough. Um, my cousin and, you know, she, at the time, my cousin was out here in California and she was really busy with her job and I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. So I decided, and I told my cousin, you know what, I can take her to some of her appointments and I didn't realize how hard it was actually going to be, how draining not physically because it's easy to take somebody put them in the car take them to their appointment that, that's simple that's the easy part it's sitting them down in the chemo chair and looking at everybody around you and seeing that all these other patients also have cancer and thinking that person that's sitting across from your grandmother is also somebody's grandmother is also somebody's mother is also somebody's aunt is also somebody's loved one and you're just you don't know what to say and you're trying to be strong for this person you're trying to be there and you're trying to be this rock and it's tough it's draining it's mentally draining you go home and I remember crying and thinking to myself, what did I get myself into? Why did I say I would take my grandmother? I can't do this. I'm not strong enough for this. I'm weak. This isn't, this is not okay. And I had to make it okay because she's my grandmother. You know, it's, I would buy her Christmas trees. I would take her to the market. I would paint her nails you know you have to be there for that person and it's tough it's really really tough you always feel bad for the person going through it of course you know they have cancer it's like this stupid disease that you can't get rid of but as a loved one for somebody that's going through that, it's tough as well. It's, it's overwhelming at times. And I found myself in a situation where I had to be strong for my grandmother. I had to be strong for my mother. God, seeing my mother cry was just so tough. It's like you want to take her pain away but you don't know how because the hurt she's going through is hurt like no none other. So it was really, really, really hard to say the least. And what helped you cope with everything she was going through through treatment? 
Um, going home to my kids, going home to Savannah, which was so tiny. Yeah, going home to you, to Eliza, and her sports, to Jesus. Home was my escape. You know, I had to cook, I had to clean, I had to play Uber, I had to do so much that it took my mind off of what was going on earlier that day you know and and that was okay for me I've always been the type of person that the busier I am the better for my brain and my family helped me cope you know that was it really my family did you seek help um no, us Hispanic folk <laughs> seeking help isn't something we really do um, at the time, of course. Um, my mentality has changed completely for other reasons. Um, but at the time, no, I did not seek help. I just drowned myself and overwhelmed myself even more with different work and different things to do scrapbooking and baking oh my god I gotta learn how to bake this pie and I gotta learn how to bake this cake and watching the Food Network and recording all these shows and learning how to do something I just overwhelmed myself I didn't know how to seek for help at the time I didn't really have anybody close to me that was going through I had gone through it um before other than Jesus of course you know Jesus my husband had gone through it with his grandparents um but typically men aren't very good at expressing their feelings so it wasn't really easy to ask him questions and I wasn't sure if he was ready to speak about his grandfather passing away of cancer and his grandmother passing away from cancer I wasn't sure if he was ready to talk about it so I didn't seek help I just kept myself busy did your loved one happen to beat the cancer unfortunately no um we went through a few rounds of chemo with her and unfortunately the chemo started eating at her gums and just deteriorating her even more. You know, being in your 80s and going through chemo just wasn't easy for her. And the fact that she kept forgetting things. I mean, I remember taking her to an appointment and her being like, why am I here? Or, oh my God, look at that lady. Mind you, we were in a chemo chair and she is talking about the lady across from her look at that lady she looks so sick what's wrong with her and I'm like oh my god grandmother how can you say that like she had no idea what she was going through you know and it was just taking a toll on her so my cousin um and everybody you know whoever the powers of be you know decided that it was best for her not to continue with her chemo. Um, the doctor advised that if she did not continue with her chemo, that she would last 
about six months. And she lasted exactly six months and a day from when the doctor told us. And yeah. I'm very sorry for your loss. How did this how did this outcome change your future plans? <clears throat> um so my story is a little different than others. As I am taking my grandmother to chemo and to her appointments, I suddenly start to feel sick myself. And again, because I drown myself in work, I was ignoring certain things. Um, I finally started working in between the time frame that my grandmother was sick and I could no longer take care of her the way I was taking care of her. And um, I started feeling really sick and found out that mom, I had cancer myself as I was trying to help my grandmother with her cancer. And um, I buried my grandmother and the following day I had surgery for my cancer. I didn't really have a chance to um, deal with my grandmother's loss and outcome and sickness because now I had to concentrate on how to be strong for my family and my condition. I had to make sure my kids were okay and I had to be strong enough to teach my daughters that you show no weakness no matter what. So unfortunately, I didn't deal with it much. Um, I don't know how it changed because I suddenly knew what my daughters were feeling, what my family were feeling, because I had just gone through it. And how do you honor your loved ones? Oh, man. You know, we have a Hispanic tradition called Dia de los Muertos. And, you know, I put her picture up, and I put an altar up, and I put flowers up. And I used to go to the cemetery and place flowers. Um, she's buried at Inglewood Park Cemetery. It's a little further from where I'm at, so unfortunately I don't get to go as much as I wish I could. Um, or as much as I should, I should say. Um, I got a tattoo, a marigold tattoo on my arm, and that is her birth flower. And <laughs> when she passed away... Unfortunately, families go through grieving differently. And I wanted to keep something of hers so that I can remember her all the time. And there was this ring I really, really wanted to keep. You know, this opal ring that she always wore that my cousin Hilda bought her. And I wanted to keep it, but you know, at the time, I don't even know what happened to all her stuff. But for some reason, there was this shelf that she kept in her room. 
uh, it's a, a three-tier shelf that I now have in my bedroom. And I look at it and I remember her all the time. And, you know, there's this food that she used to love that I used Oh my God, this food that she used to make and it's frijol con hueso. And man, there's times where I'm just craving it so bad and I remember her. And little sayings that she used to always say, you know, unos huevos para que por allá, instead of saying huevos revueltos. Or, hija de 70 mil, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but she used to curse a lot. Um, and there's little things that I just find myself, catch myself remembering her all the time. And I just have pictures of her and certain traditions. Easter was, Easter was her thing. Torrejas. I just, yeah. Last question. What advice could you give people going through the same situation? <laughs> Don't drown yourself with work. Um, talk, you know. Unfortunately, it's hard sometimes to talk. Especially somebody like me who's stubborn and doesn't like to ask for help. Doesn't like to seek help. But... If you have time to talk to somebody, talk. Communication is just so important. Let your feelings out. Don't keep them inside because that's the worst thing you can do. You know, we're all human and we all need something. And just talking to somebody can make a world of a difference. So my best advice to anybody going through this is talk tell somebody how you're feeling and don't forget to tell that person you love them and how much they mean to you because that's the most important thing ever thank you again roxy for taking the time and for everyone else out there remember we're all in this together <laughs>